0: Listening to The Catalyst with Samantha Chris, where we explore the inner workings of embracing the unknown. From ordinary daily habits to extraordinary measures. Get ready! We're about to ignite change and inspire action. Welcome back to The Catalyst. I'm your host, Samantha Chris, and today I'm joined by Nellie Germain, a black creative artist specializing in large visual projects, community initiatives, and pop culture commentary. While Neldy is recognized as one of Montreal's most influential people, he'll lean into his Floridian identity when it's relevant to the conversation. Most recently, Neldy can be seen contributing to Le Brotherhood Talks and Lululemon's The Huddle Event. His work has been featured in online publications, printed on the cover of magazines, and displayed in museums. This father of two is a lover of bacon hater of mayo, and bringer of hot takes on his podcast, The All Dress Special. Neldi, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So I'm a huge fan of you and your work, and I'm really thrilled to have you here with me today.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we know each other, so I'm expecting this conversation to perhaps flow a little differently than some of the other episodes that I've yeah. done. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I know you know you.
0: <laughs> right. And so... Having worked together, having spent many hours at Starbucks together, I think this is going to be the next evolution of our friendship.
1: Yeah.
0: So this show is all about change, what sparks it, how we navigate through it, and what we can do to lean into it a little more easily. And as someone who's experienced quite a bit of change in his life, how do you feel about the topic? Of change? Yeah. Uh,
1: I think it's just something that's necessary because just it just happens in life and you got to just learn a roll with it like it's it, there's no every day brings about change and every day you have a chance to like well how do i how do i adapt to something new or how do i create something new out of change uh do i let change beat me do i beat out change it's it's just every day hour second you set your mindset that nothing is going to stay the same. Everything's going to change. So I just got to roll with it.
0: So a question for you, because Mm -hmm. I ask this question a lot of how people feel about it. And the concept of, you know, yes, it's constant. Yes, it's the only thing that we could bet on. I mean, change is happening with or without us, is a common response. And so what I like about yours is kind of that you've got these Prompts or questions that you ask yourself—is this an exercise you actually go through? I mean, at the end of each day, do you think about, hmm, like how did I actually deal with that?
1: No, it's just you—you you get through a point where you're you're either every day, uh, basically, either doubting what's happening to you, or like you—you you, like there's a string of things that could happen to you where you feel like, man, this this is the worst thing that could happen, or you decide i'm i'm stronger than whatever this is or I, I if i don't do something about what's happening to me like who will like it's it's got to be it's not an every day i wake up and go i got to be changed it's just more like a, a constant i i know full well every day that i wake up i got to be ready for anything that comes at me
0: that's interesting do you feel like there's a lot of uncertainty that comes your way or do you feel that with that mindset everything seems a little more manageable.
1: That's what it is. Like it's, I think because in my life, I've seen so many things and so many things have happened that good or bad. Um, Especially, I guess like there was a lot of stuff that growing up where I grew up was just either now I know traumatic or whatever else that nothing is as daunting and what could happen. Things life ain't that complicated at some extent. Like you just, you just kind of refer back to like things could be worse i'm 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 literally waking up every day so if i'm waking up every day life ain't that bad mm. like i i got a home i got a i got two kids i love me i i got a i got food on the table the rest i mean i can just, i got it
0: i love that you said you love yourself like that is i think a luxury we just don't afford ourselves regularly
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's i think that's the first one of the first things I've been told by a few people is you gotta learn to be okay with you it doesn't mean like physically or like you or mentally that you think you're perfect it's not that that means because there's always room for growth room for improvement it's more when you wake up you're okay with who you are so I wake up I'm me and it's good if the things that I don't like about me that's mean that means that good I got an opportunity to change everything I got an opportunity today tomorrow next week to make a plan for change right which is fine
0: I mean it's it's fine and it's a blessing that you've gotten there I think just whatever work you've done to get to that mindset either consciously or subconsciously of getting to a point where you can wake up and say you know what I like who I am and whatever comes my way I feel equipped for because I trust in me Mm-hmm. You almost like it almost rolls off your tongue, but I mean that's huge.
1: I I sometimes I don't notice because I I get told by everybody else that you, I seem to have like a a simple grasp on life, that uh, or insight that that people don't have, especially at my age. But it's I I don't think I've ever really had a different opinion about life or myself. It's it's like I said sometimes people trying to find like really deep meaning on things. And it's sometimes answers are just simple. Like just if get to a point where you're okay with yourself, get to a point where you know change is coming and you just know you're equipped to go, well, you know what, no matter what happens, we'll figure it out.
0: So this is, I mean, I know this has kind of just been your outlook on life and I definitely appreciate that, but can you pinpoint Anything that you've either done or experienced that has helped you to be okay and confident in who you are?
1: Um, I mean, there's a few things. I mean, like, uh, I guess one growing up uh, in, like, in I mean, growing growing up in the hood was, in a way, something that really shaped me as a person now. Meaning there's some there's some stuff you just don't you don't experience when you come don't come from a poor neighborhood and i i think that because i've seen so much there's there was gangs there was violence there was everyday things that to me didn't seem like it was a big deal back then but then getting a bit more experience getting more me getting education leaving traveling a little bit more or like expanding a bit more my, my horizons. And then once you, you sit back and you look at things, you go like, oh man, when I grew up rough and that, I mean that the way I grew up, because it was so now that I know traumatic meant that I got through it. And because I got through it, I was, nothing else was going to be the fall of me. Like it was, nothing was as bad as that. So anything else is just simple.
0: That's really powerful. I love that you said you have kind of come to, and and these are my words, kind of my brain summarizing it and internalizing it, but now you recognize that it's traumatic and now yeah. you recognize that um, what you went through has kind of really shaped you as a person. How did you get from a place of it being a tough upbringing of having gangs in your backyard and it just being a dangerous situation at times to where you are today
1: uh it that's funny because um funny enough because my parents uh they split when i was eight and my mom lived here in montreal so i lived into the in the Saint Michel neighborhood so it was uh i was in the avenue so it was a bit like a rough neighborhood and my dad moved to a West Palm Beach, Florida, which was rougher. So I would spend six months there and six months here, right? Moving from here to there and then seeing how people operated, meaning it wasn't – whenever I went from one place to the other, I felt like an outsider, so I could observe what would happen. So like things were happening around me. There was drug dealers. There were shootings. There was it just – things were happening almost daily, but it just felt like it was a normal thing, Right? Which, leaving, it took for me leaving these neighborhoods, leaving my parents' house, and then living on my own to go, and then experiencing, like, life with other people through other cultures, and then just go, oh, I wasn't supposed to live that way. Mm. It wasn't, not that it wasn't normal, it was just not the ideal. So once you know, well, if I wasn't, what is, what would have been the ideal? And then you start looking at other people, so, oh, that's, how you live. Oh, you have food on your table every day. Oh, you have this on. Your, and then you start to figure out through other people that the some of these anxieties that I have now, or I used to have, or still managing through, through therapy and through talking to people are things that stemmed from me growing up to where I grew up. So the, like, I'll give you an example. Like there's some days now, if someone passes by my bike, I always feel like I have to like, look over my shoulder and I feel a little bit too anxious, but that came from always having to look over my shoulder in the neighborhood. But these are things that are not things that are supposed to be normal. So once. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're your normal, right? I remember Mm -hmm. being out for brunch with you one day and the ambulance went by completely unrelated to the restaurant that we were in. It was across the street and just the sirens and, and seeing the red lights lit like light up the restaurant we were in from across the way triggered something that was just like, are we under attack?
1: Yeah. It's just, it's a fight or flight for me. It's just, you just sort of go back to where you were before, like as a 14, 15 year old. And then you just kind of look around and you are like, Oh, I'm, I'm safe. I'm good. I'm doing all right. Like I don't need to be worried about anything or be worried about my friends or be worried about my family. It's just something that I, I shouldn't have had inside me before. And I just have to like, sort of center myself to go, Oh, you're okay. Everything's going to be fine.
0: I think it's really important that you mentioned speaking with others and getting therapy. It's still so taboo and people are living life with these traumas that have not been identified, that have not been worked through. And I think when, especially on the topic of change really keeps people limited in what they're willing to embark on because they've been conditioned and Only know what they've been taught and so by going through that experience you you start to see how else you can feel you start to learn tools to help you get stronger and to really change your environment whether that be physically whether that be mentally but really Mm -hmm. create a new reality what how is that experience for you
1: um it's, it's been probably the most one of the most important things i've i feel like i've done like it's i know how much pressure you get to just figure it out on your own and not show you you're struggling or that you have these thoughts in your head that like whatever you're feeling should just be contained within yourself but then the moment that you start talking to other people talking to other like the moment that i started actually saying listen i grew up this way and it did this and this is how i react and then looking at other people's eyes and going seeing something in them going like, oh, me too. I'm not by myself. That it's not a thing that I, I should have just kept to myself. That there is other people like me that we can talk about it and that we can get through this together. There's no, there's never been, you don't, you don't ever win by keeping things to yourself. Once you fix something or once you try to fix something, there's, there's no reason for me to not show you also, hey, look, this is how, I fixed this. You should try and do that for yourself too, and then we all get fixed together.
0: So this concept of helping each other, almost like linking arms, and collectively moving forward towards either being happier, being healthier, be healthier, sorry, or being in a place where we're just feeling better and supported. How has that shaped your relationship? with the unknown knowing that if you voice up others are going to kind of come out of the woodwork and say, no way, this is something I've dealt with too.
1: That's uh I think that's one of the things I got like from my community or even let's say the hood, it's the big bro mentality. Like you see someone ahead of you and you go like, Oh man, you got this. And he just look. there's no person that just stays at the top and then just stays there and doesn't bring people with them. The thing f- for how that shaped me was someone just brought me along with them and said, "Hey, this is where I you I see the potential of you. I see the potential of where you can be because I'm there too. Here's the tools. I'm grabbing you with me. Once you're there, grab people with you. And then once, honestly, it's it feels refreshing. It feels freeing to know that if I struggle there's somebody else behind me that's willing to just help and push me there's all it's also freeing to know that like if i figure out something if i clue into something if i unlock something and i can tell you how i did it and then you can do more with it more than i can ever do gladly go ahead take the baton and run so that you can show me how far you can go and then we can all go together it's it's just it just makes more sense for me as a community you grow bigger you just You don't stay stagnant. There's no crab in the bucket mentality. We just keep advancing each other further and further. And there's no better way to do that than do it together. Like doing this by yourself, it just doesn't make sense to me. It never had.
0: And with this community mindset, do you ever feel afraid when you're embarking on a major shift or do you feel like people have your back or both?
1: Uh, I think it, it goes back to, also, knowing who I am, meaning I never feel afraid because I say what I say. It might resonate to you now and it might resonate to you later. It doesn't mean that, like, what I say is right. It doesn't mean, like, I, I, what I, whatever wisdom I have, whatever path I show, or the way I do my things doesn't mean that it's right for you. It's just you get to see a way. And maybe you shape your way a different, in a different way. But at the end of the day, if things aren't for you, if we decide, if I talk to somebody and they go like, you know what, this is you, this is not me, cool. I still have me. But at the end of the day, like we talked about, it's self-love. I know I'm good. So whether I have people or not, I'm going to be good. I'm going to find others. I'm gonna. No matter what I'm going to make it, it's going to be fine.
0: So I mean I I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm picking up what you're putting down, but I mean I'm someone if that resonates for me, I'm someone who feels very confident, very aware. I feel like I'm good too, but then there are some visions or ambitions or goals that I set for myself and I'm like, hot damn, this is a doozy, you know, like and it, it almost instills—I wouldn't, not always fear, but something in me that is just like, "Oof, am I ready?"
1: That's the tough part. For it's the leap of faith type of thing. Like, and I think sometimes you have to remind yourself that you—you you got there. You didn't. I, I like to say this a lot, and I—I I know it's on my Instagram and everything else. And people who know me like know that I—I I repeat this a lot, but it's always true. I. I didn't uh, um, I didn't get all the way here to just get here
0: mm.
1: so once I'm at a plateau of a once I'm at a project once I'm at a even anything that I'm doing that I feel a little bit scary or I feel a little bit scared or it feels daunting where I am I really meant for this but did I just did I just do all this to get here or did I do all this to get further? And it's always further. Every time I reach another step or another milestone, like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be here. So those little moments where I fear, sometimes I welcome them because I know it means I'm going to get somewhere else. I might fail, but I in, even in the process of failing, I attempted something that I could change. I attempted something that I can improve. So there's, you should always try to push yourself, always.
0: Yeah, I love that message. I think it's a really important one. And as a father of two, I'm really interested how that gets pulled through into your parenting.
1: Uh, it's it's all conversations. That's the thing with the kids. It's routine and conversations. So it's, it's I used to think that I would be fun dad and I would be the dad where like, oh, everything goes and they tell me, daddy, I want to watch TV. And I say, yes. And and I didn't want to watch Serial and say yes, but it, became like, it becomes literally conversations with the both of them individually where you just learn about them and then you learn how they they think and they operate and you just sort of just try to, to figure out what they want out of life and just push their potential. So my son is, the perception of my son is that he's very physical. He's very good at sports and he's, he's very animated but he's also super calculated he's very minutious about what he's doing so that's something you nurture in him so that later on you it's something that you want to keep he's he's always driven to be like to have attention to detail my daughter is a bit more animated she's a bit she likes public speaking she likes dancing she likes and you know like she she inspires people in the way she she's always the 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 leader in her group and that's another thing you nurture you just kind of move that would hurt. So that I don't ever think that I want my kids to be the same. There's no like wisdom that you go, um, this applies to everybody. You just try to go, okay, this is how I think I want you to be able to think for yourself and that to make the best decision that works for you, depending on what you want to do. So like, whatever you feel like you want to do, let me enable you to have the mindset to be able to do it.
0: Wow. That gave me goosebumps. (laughs) And I, I see it so much in the way that my mom parented me is she really, you know, from a really young age saw me as a, all all my parents, I say all because they've remarried and I'm so blessed to have multiple parents and step parents, but they all saw me as a human, as a person before a child Mm -hmm. and having those conversations in asking, well, like, what is it actually that you want? And what is it that. You're afraid of right now and helping them navigate through that, as opposed to this is the one and only right way. I find so empowering for today's youth. Yeah, and what do they think about everything that you're creating? I mean, even though you're a bit more structured perhaps than you thought you would be, I mean, you're still very much fun dad. I mean, anyone who's following you who knows your work, (laughs) it's like there's no denying that you're just a fun person that's gotta come through.
1: I mean, it does. I mean, I'm still good-natured about life and everything. It's just more w- when it's time to actually work and do something, we're, we're doing it to the fullest. That's, that's what we're doing. So, like, let's say my son has a hockey game. We're not half-assing it. We're still, like, we're having fun, but we're still, we still both know, okay, when it's go time, it's go time. Yeah. Like, it, you, you're, you are a perfectionist about what you love, And the rest of it is just life and life is supposed to be fun. So that's fine. My mom, my mom was a a person who struggled to get to Canada. She struggled to put food on the table. She, she made sure we had discipline because that's what she needed to do at the time. But now that I'm grown, it's, it's time for her basically for what she worked for. It came to fruition. I'm, a person who lives here and has the opportunity to do more so I can. So whatever she would have wanted for me is happening now. Mm. And that's what I want to do for my children is what I'm doing, what I can with the tools I have now, which is good, but I want them to go further than me in what they can do. So whatever I'm doing right now is to make sure that they go further than me.
0: Which is so beautiful, but I can imagine also being maybe not at this stage, but as they grow up, maybe being a little daunting because we look at what you're doing and you're out in the public space and you're speaking and you're creating and you're working on some really incredible projects. And from the outside looking in, it seems like you're really setting the bar pretty high. So when they, I think it's, it's wonderful that you're paving the path and showing them what's possible. And of course, encouraging them to strive even further. But when they look at what you're doing, what you're creating, what you're putting out in the world, how does that land with them?
1: Uh, I can tell you right now, they don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I think for them, it's just daddy's going to work. It's just their normal. I I don't think at their age right now, they're nine and six and that right now they're not too concerned about uh, what the future holds really. They're, They're mostly concerned about having, you know, their, their play dates with their friends and, who has the best score in hockey and who has the best shoes and who has the best hair and who talks with who Um, it doesn't, it doesn't translate to them yet, which is a good thing. If it's their normal, that's fine. I'd rather have uh, them having a mindset of, I can do what I want to do if I work hard for it as a normal, than a struggle. Mm -hmm. So for that, it's fine. I mean, when they're older, I, my hope is that, whatever i'm doing doesn't hinder them like i don't think i want them to think about me as a goal i think what i would want them to think is my mindset as a goal so like this is what dad accomplished whatever i want to accomplish i want to have the same work ethic drive that he has for his thing that's all i want for them i don't need them to reach the same thing as me
0: they don't need to Yeah, I think it's so important. And I think you're already doing, you're already kind of putting those chips in place and building that foundation by having those kinds of conversations now. I mean, that's what builds the habit. That's what builds character. And by empowering them to like, you know, pursue their own path and to really follow their ambitions and know that you're in their corner Mm -hmm. is something that, um, it's just such a beautiful thing. I mean, I I was actually just having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday, who is a product of a very, very different environment. And she was saying like what she would give, you know, to have that type of support from such an early age. And she was someone who was very outgoing. She was the drama kid in that she was in drama classes, um, tons of energy, make friends with everyone. But that came with getting kicked out of class and that came mm-hmm. with her parents not finding her particularly relatable. And so they just kind of shipped her off to drama camp and hoped that someone else would make sense of all that energy. And so I think that the fact that you're having those conversations and allowing them to explore different parts of them is, um, is a really great, it's just a really great thing.
1: Yeah. I think you, you you really hit it like that. Even me growing, up, I, I in school I had good grades, but I because I moved so much around—six like months in Canada and six months in the states. Uh, my parents didn't really have a chance to get to like know who I really was. So there were a lot of stuff I was just doing on my own. Like this, I I my parents wanted me to be. My mom wanted me to be an accountant. To this day, I I still think she wants me to be an accountant. Like, there's still time. (laughs)
0: There's still time.
1: (laughs) There's still time. She'll give me, like, a, she'll send me links to, like, classes. Like, hey, you could still (laughs) be. But I, I also think that there was, I mean, I don't know how old your friend is, but I feel like there's still, at a certain point, there's less resources or less of a mentality of, um, let's see what you can do and let's see what we can see what we're molding out of you and more like you have to fit into this educational mold that everybody is in. so like there might not have been as much opportunity for her for her parents to go and actually see or actually talk to her to see what else she could do in terms of like life like i I don't just rely on school or or higher education or whatever, I, I know that you can make something out of yourself in this era that has nothing to do with just performance or just nothing to do with education. It's mostly mindset. If you want to have if you want to be a certain thing, if you want to be you have a certain profession, you go for it. You get to the resources, the tools and whatever else that you need to do. So for me, if it's my son wants to become a hockey player, let's say I'm going to enable you to go as far as you can. If you want to be a scholar, same thing. I'm going to enable you to go as far as you can. If you want to be a ballet dancer, same thing. It's just, there's, I have more opportunity now to offer more. It's the baton thing. Like we said before, it always goes back to that. I reached a certain level that I can bring people with me. So if I can bring you with me, bring you to the same place I am and watch you go further than me, That's all I want to do.
0: I want to touch on that a little bit, you know, dig into that a little bit deeper because you're someone who's quickly rising as a one to watch and you're building an impressive platform between your social media and your podcast, but you're still very much behind the scenes and (laughs) people are curious about the man behind the creativity. So, you know, in spirit of passing the baton and sharing lessons do you intend to leverage your voice more in 2020?
1: I'm I'm very much trying to be. That's I think this is. It's been uh, even from you. You've told me this that uh, I should shine more. That uh, I've been I've been quiet, quietly behind the scenes, scenes okay. a bit too long. That everybody's heard rumblings of me, but haven't seen me yet, which is very true. Um, But with all the things I'm doing now, I am very much focusing on being a bit more in front. There is a message that I think I should say, and I think it should come from me, actually me, where people can see me than uh, just the art. So I think there is value in showing you what I can do, but also showing you who I am. Because the, the, the person, Behind the art, it's just as important. So there is value in that. So I think twenty twenty and beyond is going to be a lot of uh, showing, actually introducing people to who I am.
0: Okay, well, um, we're in twenty twenty and we're on the podcast. So I would like to maybe get a sneak peek into this <laughs> twenty twenty <laughs> version of Nelly Germain. I, if you, if you're willing. What message, you know, you talked about it being important to get this message out there. What's important for you to get across to those who are not only following, but really inspired by your journey?
1: Um, I think it's what I said before. You didn't only get there to only get there. There's always more to do. So I think for everyone that is listening and that is either trying to get projects across, struggling with something. um, trying to better themselves or anything. Just think about it. These words are the words that always anchored me. You didn't only get there to only get there. It's just, it's, it's so simple and yet so powerful to me. Yeah.
0: It's super powerful. And I think as a mess, as a standalone message, it would be powerful in itself, but you have such a story behind it that I think really adds credibility and adds clout. Does it add any additional pressure or, you know, any other feelings being a black man in a creative space coming out on a public platform? Does that add anything into the mix that you, that you either are inspired by or know that you're up against?
1: Um, I used to think it was up against. I used to think the, That I would be hindered or something, or even overlooked because I was a black creative. Um, But I've I've learned to. I don't want to say the word accept because it's not accept. I've I've learned that my blackness is a privilege. It's a privilege to be black. There's there's my my blackness. My identity is let's say i in North America is one of the most valued copied sought for thing. It's just, it's just, there's black creatives everywhere. There's, if we're talking music, if we're talking movies, if we're talking radio, if we're talking entertainment, there's, there's black creatives everywhere. And it, it it's, it's wonderful that I can be this person and show other black people my story is not just my story. My story is our story. Mm. We can all do this. I, I. It's not that I'm the most special. I just worked hard to get here. So if I can, if I can just be myself, meaning be this black creative, then it's a win-win for everybody. So there's no pressure anymore. No, it's literally an advantage now I I keep it in my pocket as an advantage
0: and how did you shift that perspective from it being kind of an uphill battle to it being something in your favor
1: um to be honest it's being told no a lot of times and then working with other creatives that are also black Mm. and then um actually showcasing what we could do and seeing like how much people actually resonated with our message resonated with her, with her projects resonated with the podcast. And like, uh, I have friends of very mixed backgrounds, like even, even you, it's, it's everyone in my life is either in my, in my community are very black or in a very multicultural community. I'm very blessed to be born in Montreal so that I have this experience. So that's, it's, um, I don't know. I feel like it's, if, I'd, if I was in any other situation, if I was in a, another neighborhood, if I think I was in another skin color, I don't know if I would have been the same. So I think that that um, my mindset of this, I've, it's been the same since I've been in my adult life. Like I, I never really doubted. Never. Like it's, I'm black when I wake up. The first thing I am when I wake up is a black man. And I've never once wavered from that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. This is I mean, an important message for everyone. I think your message of not only coming this far to only get that far mm-hmm. is that there's a big takeaway for everyone in that. But I especially appreciate... Some of the hardship, some of the changes, some of the curveballs that were thrown your way and for that to still be your mentality. So if there's anyone listening who's in a rough neighborhood, who's mm-hmm. going through a tough time, who feels like there's really no light at the end of the tunnel or on some level just feels like, I know that there's more for me. I just don't know what. What would your message be to them?
1: Reach out reach out literally the community provides the there's always it's not even a way out that's the thing that people don't get the the hood is not a a place that you're supposed to survive the hood is a place where it is a community you're you're supposed to connect you're supposed to collaborate you're supposed to grow together you're supposed to thrive together you're not supposed to, I, I'd say it that way. I didn't leave to leave. No, I left to make sure that I could come back. Like, if you feel like you're struggling, reach out. Reach out to somebody else. Reach out to someone you think is an idol, someone that you think has made it, someone you think has the same mentality as you. Talk to them. Talk to anybody. Talk. Make sure. Have you Go to community outreach programs. Go to... Talks like the brotherhood that happens every Sunday at the end of the month. Just talk to somebody because you're not by yourself. You're not alone. You're, there's people just like you that want the same thing as you, the same, that have the same drive and want the same things. And then trust me, you will make it and you will change your community. You will change yourself. And it's, it's probably the best thing you will ever do just reach out.
0: And if someone's listening, thinking you are that person, you are the person I want to reach out to. You're the one whose brand I want to pick. What's the best way for someone to get in touch with you to learn more?
1: DM me at NLDG on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook uh, at NLDGermaine. You can find me on Twitter at NLDGermaine. I mean, literally, if you type my name, you'll find me. Like <laughs> if you see me outside and you reckon like, come talk to me. I, I don't I've never shy away from anybody. You can always have a conversation. There's, I can always learn from anybody. So don't be afraid to reach out.
0: Okay. So you're also one of the hosts of the all dress special podcast. What's that podcast about?
1: Um, the way we like to say it is, it is a, a mix of a lot of Montreal things all baked into one. So like, uh, I don't know if people know, but like the all dressed flavor is a thing that was originated that was like made in Montreal. You can't find all dressed anywhere else except for Montreal. All dressed pizza is made from Montreal. All dressed flavor chips, that's Montreal. And we figured, we thought that we were a perfect mix of people uh, to just peek about culture and what's going on in the world or in pop culture and whatever else, then in in it's just literally a bunch of my friends together that we always have these conversations by ourselves and we figure why not have that be the pulse of what we people listen to. And so far it's it's we're super happy that people are actually rocking with us.
0: <laughs> so what I love about this is first of all, my mind was blown when you told me that those that the all dressed flavor, whether that's pizza or chips started in Montreal kind of blew my mind I had no idea but what's also really exciting is that what started as a conversation with your friends that stemmed into you know what we should record these because they're just too good conversations not to has blown up into this platform that has really allowed you to be someone recognizable in the culture commentary space
1: yeah it's funny enough my friends used to say I have like classic hot takes that no one else has and that i i mean i rep montreal to I die, and it's it's just funny that now i'm um i feel like i'm becoming the type of person where if we're talking about culture if we're talking about uh mean anything related to like like that's it's like the pulse of just like yeah, the pulse of culture, whether it's web culture, whether it's entertainment, whether it's media, anything media that I'm I'm in the conversation, I'm in the mix. And it's it's really good to be on panels. It's really good to be able to like...
0: You're
1: on the uh, radio. I'm on the radio. It's really good to be talked about as that person in that space. And I, I think 2020 is also another way, another goal of mine is to be more and more in that space, more and more being talked, more and more being commentating on what's going on because i i feel like one there's not enough people who recognize that montreal is the greatest city in the world because they don't know and i think i i am as myself as a self-proclaimed montreal best montreal ambassador i think i i'm in the right position to be the one to be doing that
0: that's quite the title self-proclaimed best Montreal ambassador. That's
1: (laughs) right. I won four till I die.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I think, you know, having listened to a couple episodes and just knowing you, I mean, yes, you're Montreal, but you're so much more than that. You offer a real unfiltered perspective. And one that I think is just not Um, featured enough in today's media and on today's podcast and the fact that you're able to turn this idea and kind of almost basement project Mm -hmm. into something that is getting you visibility and getting you recognized and putting you in front of bigger audiences really just goes to show that we can create our own opportunities if we don't see them right away then we just If we're not seeing the doors, then we got to build the doors.
1: Exactly. So it's, we like to say we're going to, there's no more seats for the table. Everybody's looking at a seat at the table, but I'm, I'm, we're not doing that anymore. We're bringing our own and then we're bringing people to our table and then we're building our own things. So yes, like you said, I do, I am the champion for Montreal, but I bring that mentality that that flair, that flavor, I, that's the thing that I think is – can that I, can, I bring Canada-wide. I bring worldwide. You're going to hear about us. You're going to hear about what we can do, what we bring to the table for, like, years on end now.
0: And the tables that you're bringing to the room.
1: Hell, yeah. <laughs> we're going to bring the table. We're going to bring many tables because we're not going alone. We're going with all the people we're bringing with us. So, like, it's going to be great.
0: That's wonderful. I'll be sure to add – the social links in the show notes. Neldi, it's been really nice chatting with you. I always appreciate your transparency and willingness to touch on really like out there subjects, really kind of taboo subjects, and subjects that are just ones that require a little care.
1: I mean, I'm, you know, I always like talking to you because, I mean, again, you're the homie, so it's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show and for sharing your journey, Neldi. All
1: right, thank you.
0: Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Catalyst with Samantha Chris. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, I hope you're feeling a little more equipped to lean into the unknown and take inspired action.